Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria? Graduation. For many students, graduation is a time of deep reflection on what they've accomplished over the last four years, and it's a time filled with hope for what will be. This year has certainly been like unlike any other, and I am so overjoyed to be sitting down with two Peoria Unified graduates as we discuss what the future holds, what shaped their time in high school, and process through the impact of the last four years. Join us today as we have Michael Robbins, the student body president from Sunrise Mountain High School, and Sylvia Lopez, who attends both Liberty High School and the Met Professional Academy. Well, welcome, Michael, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Trending Peoria. Um, most often, I like to introduce the guests before we start their segment, but I thought you can describe yourself in the best, most articulate way, articulate way possible. Do you mind introducing yourself before we get started? No, of course. So my name is Michael Robbins. Um, I am the student body president right now at Sunrise Mountain High School. Um, I've gone to Peoria Unified Schools since first grade. I've uh, lived in the Valley all my life, born and raised here. And um, yeah, that's about me. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Sunrise Mountain. Um, well, and you are the student body president, and I would hazard to guess you decided to go out for that role based on kind of your passion, either for student government or for your school itself. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what it is that makes Sunrise Mountain so special? Sure. So I think that with most schools and probably with most organizations, I think that the thing that defines the organization as you know, amazing or great or whatever it is, is the people because the the whole is only as good as the parts within the whole. And so I think at Sunrise Mountain, um, we just have such a, a nice staff and a certified staff as well. They know what they're doing. They're always talking to kids. And I think that, you know, nine out of 10 teachers you see will say hi, wave to you, smile. And I think that it rubs off on the students too, because sometimes, you know, freshmen are sort of when they come in, they're a little intimidated about high school. You know, I think I was, and I think most people are their freshman year. But once they um, see the atmosphere and they see, oh, everyone's, you know, excited to be here. All of the teachers are happy. Everyone's welcoming um, that they start to open up. And by the time we end up with seniors, even the seniors who freshman year, they, you know, were a little bit um, secluded and in their bubble and they didn't uh, always look so happy they always end up happy at sunrise. And I think it's because of the people at Sunrise Mountain that make it great and the atmosphere that um, the administration promote and the atmosphere that the teachers create as well. And I think um, one of the things that helps with that is one of the goals of the administration is always to make sure that every student has at least one or two staff members who if they have, if they're struggling in life, they just wanna talk about something, there's something on their mind that there's someone they're comfortable talking with. And I think that they really reach that goal. I know for me, there's at least a large handful of teachers who I think I would feel comfortable talking about almost anything. So I think the big thing that makes Sunrise Mountain great um, is the people. 
Yeah. Well, and that's so special. And I think it's something we see time and time again throughout the district. Um, I went to high school at Raymond S. Kellis, and I know even all these years later, I still have some of those teachers that I keep in contact with who, should there be a question I have about my career or should there be something I just want to talk about through with them, they still are there for you. And I think those connections are something really unique and really powerful in a student's life. So it's so amazing and refreshing to hear that you kind of have that relationship with some of your students or, or I'm sorry, some of your teachers. Um, do you have like, one particular moment when you look back on the past four years that you can point to and you say, like, this is what I'm proud of. This is the difference I've made. I think that the biggest thing for, you know, maybe leaving my legacy personally at Sunrise is um, probably with in student council, I think. And obviously I'm student body president, so I've dedicated a lot of time to it. Um, even more than most of the members probably of the council. And this last year, a lot of what I've done was, I think, help to build a better relationship between the student council and the students at large with, um, with the administration. And so I talked to my principal probably, if not every other day, probably every day. And uh, we've come to know each other very well. And I think in building relationships like that between students and between administration, um, I was able to create an environment where I think if our student council in the future ever has a question, hey, can we do this? Maybe we want to do this. Students have questions about this, that there's going to be someone there who's not afraid to ask administration. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's a little difficult to be able to work up the courage sometimes to ask uh, administration questions that students have. But um, I think that in building those relationships, it's a big thing that I've left behind with giving my council the ability to do that. That's that's amazing to hear because I, I know that, that you're right. It is kind of a hard thing to muster that courage. Um, but now that you've built those relationships, that's something that even five, 10 years down the road, that, that's not going to go away easily. Um, and so that's amazing that you've invested that time in creating that legacy on Sunrise Mountains campus and created like a real culture kind of shift um, amongst your student body and your student council and cre created and improved that relationship between the administrators um, and the students. When you kind of think about Sunrise Mountain, and I know this year especially, has been a very kind of unique pivot due to the pandemic. How do you feel that, you know, prior to this year when you weren't student body president to now, have you noticed any marked changes on the campus or within the culture on your campus? Um, a little bit. So I know that since uh, the beginning of the school year, um, Dr. Reynolds and all the student body presidents, we do a sort of a conference call about once a month. And one of the big things that we talked about, about coming out of this um, virtual learning environment and then onto campus, and then also with some students who were still virtual, was keeping the atmosphere of school spirit that we've worked um, so hard to maintain in past years because I think that unanimously across the district, what we found was that going all virtual kind of dampened everyone's uh, spirits as far as it went with, you know, being excited about wearing school colors or going to, um, you know, assemblies or things like that. 
I think that getting kids to dress up for spirit days was a little more difficult as well. But um, I think that over the course of the past year, since we've came back to school in August, that we've done a good job of making sure that the virtual students first off don't feel excluded because I think that, you know, my entire council is in person. And so it's hard sometimes to remember like, hey, there's a good chunk of the student body who this year is still at home. And we need to make sure that um, we're on social media or we're reaching out to them through email or some other way to make sure that they know we haven't forgotten that they're students because they still are Mustangs even if they're at home. And then we also try to um, maintain as close to normal normalcy as we could um, with regulations. And I think that when we came back to school and students saw in person that we were still trying to keep up with that and um, and we're able to participate in some of the same activities like spirit weeks and um, sort of a homecoming week without a dance and things like that. And we did a, a random acts of kindness week where one of the big things we did during that week was we wrote every student's name on a construction paper heart and we posted it around campus um, in our quad area and kids would go and they'd find their heart and they put it in a raffle box um, to win you know small prizes at the end of the week. And what I was astounded to see was that by the end of that week, there were maybe 5% of the hearts left on the wall. So it's like every student at sunrise went to found their heart or find their heart rather and put it in this box because uh, the school spirit had magically reappeared it seemed. So I think that um, I've gained uh, a deeper sense of maybe appreciation for the ability of the student body to recover from you know, events like all of the regulations surrounding coronavirus, right? And mm -hmm. things like that. And then it culminated sort of a, a couple of weeks ago when we did our prom week and people were dressing up at spirit days. People were going to the other events we had. We had lunchtime activities where uh, there were, you know, large groups of kids who were watching people do pillowcase races and things like that. So I think that if there was a change this year, it wasn't necessarily a change um, that you could look at five years ago and compare it to now and see a change, but you could look at five months ago and compare it to now and see that there's been a complete rejuvenation of school spirit on our campus. Um, whether that's attributed to student councils or just to the flow of life, I don't know, but I know that I'm very pleased to see last prom week that uh, the school spirit was back and it hadn't always been there for the past year or so. Right. Well, and I think too, Michael, that speaks to the resiliency of people um, and especially of people your age. I know this last year, kind of the world just paused out of nowhere and that changed a lot of plans and maybe hopes and goals and ideas you had for the next school year. But just from listening to you and how much you and your student council have worked to make sure students still have those amazing experiences or as amazing as they can be given the regulations and the requirements and what this pandemic world looks like is just so to me inspiring because it it really proves and it points to the fact that you are resilient and you have that determination that no matter what that obstacle may be, you will overcome it because it's for the greater good. And that goes to the comment you made earlier where the system's only as good as all the individual parts. And so I think that's just really evident in the work that you've accomplished um, and have kind of shared about as your time as student body president. And that's really something to be proud of. Um, 
when you look back at the last four years, what is your just favorite memory from high school that 10 years down the road, you'll think of one day or you'll pull out a yearbook and it brings it back. What, what are some of those favorite memories for you? Well, that is, it's a very fun question. I, um, I know that there's definitely going to be a lot of memories as far as, you know, friendships made and things we've done in, for student council, you know, because with student council, sometimes we're after school for like six hours setting up for the next week or setting up for the next day. And we're all, you know, loopy and tired and worn out. But through the course of it, you know, we were talking with each other the whole time and we learned something we didn't. And maybe we, you know, increased those friendships there. And I know right now I've made most of my friends in student council. And I think that uh, in Peoria Unified, most kids are able to have those sorts of experiences in one way or another. If there's, you know, a, a club that they like or, you know, um, certain classes that they enjoy taking, I think that everyone finds, you know, sort of their niche in the uh, community and is where they keep find most of their memories. But one example of a memory outside of student council that I have that I think I'll definitely hold on to was last semester, I was taking um, AP European history. And one of the things we did, we were learning about the Enlightenment and the philosophers of the Enlightenment. And they had these um, events they called salons, where all the philosophers would get together and talk amongst themselves about different things they had read or ideas they had come up with. And in European history, one day we all dressed up as a famous philosopher. I remember I was Thomas Paine. And we dressed up and we, you know, we did our hair like we were the philosopher and we wear all these clothes from like, uh, you know, the 16, 17, 1800s. And we put on the persona that we were these philosophers in this salon in European history. And we walked around to each other and would ask each other questions to try to figure out who each other were. And it was a really fun time. And it was funny, but it was also, you know, educational as well. But it's definitely not something I'm going to forget. Yeah, definitely. Well, and even as you were sharing that story, I it brought back memories to me from when I was in AP US history and things like that. And we did do some of those fun activities. And while I'm sure you'll probably always remember Thomas Paine's philosophy, it's some of those things that you learn when you don't realize you're learning that really stick with you throughout um, adulthood. And it is kind of those bonds you make too in those after school activities. And you're right. I think one of the things Peoria Unified does really well is even if it isn't student council, if it's marching band, if it's an after school club, if it's even a class that it just brings kids together. Um, and it does create some of those lifelong friendships. I know I, I'm still best friends with some of the people I met in high school. Um, and I don't plan on those friendships ending because they are, they do happen in those formative years and they kind of stick with you throughout life. Um, is there anything else that kind of throughout your high school experience just stands out to you or is something that's really special to you and you'd like to share? Um, well, I'm not completely sure about specific things that have happened in high school. I know that, um, one of the things, you know, as a senior, I'm kind of winding down and thinking, you know, what should I do towards the end of the year? And I'm handing out, you know, graduation announcements. And, uh, some of the things I find myself doing are going out of the way for like a, to write a letter, you know, to a teacher I had a freshman or junior year who really made an impact on me in one way or another. 
um, because of the classes. And I think that um, oftentimes we, when we're talking, we talk about school and we kind of separate the classes from the extracurriculars. And it's like, you know, there's the coursework and then the extracurricular stuff is fun. But I've had a lot of fun in a lot of my core classes, like in um, brief calculus is not particularly a class that you think of as, oh, that one's going to be a, a really fun, exciting, you know, elective class. But at the end of the semester, I think everyone enjoyed the class. And we also became friends with people in the class while at the same time, you know, we were learning calculus and taking calculus tests. And so uh, whether that's, I think that's a testimony to certainly to the teacher and also probably to the district at large for the way that the classroom works, because most of my memories, um, probably more than half for sure are memories that were made in classrooms, you know, um, it, I don't know about specific instances, but I know that uh, in a few years, I'll probably be reminded of some random moment in, you know, an English class freshman year or in a math class sophomore year. And uh, a lot of exciting things happen in the classroom as well, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, no, I, Michael, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I am not like very proud to say, but I'm coming up on 10 years since I graduated from high school. And there are, there are those moments where I think about an English class I had, or um, specifically for like me and my group of friends, we had a study group that got together at least one day a week. And sometimes that was during the lunch period and the teacher would let us sit in their classroom and just talk to them about some of those things. And they, they do, our teachers do such a good job bringing the curriculum to life. And especially in some of those classes like calculus, I kind of chuckled to myself when he brought it up because I instantly started thinking about, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy calculus because it was calculus, but I enjoyed the class and I enjoyed the way that our teacher invested in us and saw our potential and never gave up on us. And so I think a lot of those things you're speaking to are very powerful and are very true um, within most of the classrooms here in Peoria Unified. Um, I know we've spent a lot of time kind of looking back, but looking forward, what do some of your plans include for after graduation? Well, so since about first grade, I think that my goal in life, I've always said, uh, I want to be a history teacher. And so I want to be a history teacher. And um, next year, I am going to Barrett, the Honors College at ASU in Tempe. Um, I'm majoring in history and uh, English literature and uh, getting teacher certified. So uh, I would love to be a teacher after then, I, unless something major in my life occurs that didn't happen the past 12 years. Uh, then I imagine I will be in a few years. And um, I would love to teach in Peoria Unified as well. I, I have no reason not to. This district has only been great to me. And I've, you know, everything I am, I was made mostly by Peoria Unified. And so, um, yeah, I definitely want to be a teacher. And within a few years, I'll probably be coming back to the district to do that. What kind of history do you want to teach? Do you, are you planning to teach like high school? And if so, are you thinking world history, U.S. history? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, so I think I'd like to teach at the high school level. And, and um, I don't necessarily have a preference one way or the other. I, I like world history. I like U.S. history. And uh, whatever happens, happens. But either of those would be great courses. I love them both. I cannot thank you enough for joining us and for sharing your passion about um, our schools, about your school specifically. I know 
I share in a lot of that similar to you. Like I said, I grew up in this district and I do, I thank it for most of who I am. It's shaped a lot of my life and the decisions I've made. Um, and I'm so excited to see in the next four, five, 10 years, how it continues to do that in your life. Um, thank you again for joining us on today's episode of Trending Peoria. Well, hello and welcome to Trending Peoria, Sylvia. We are so excited to have you here to kind of talk about and reflect on the last four years and what the impact high school has made in your life. Would you mind by starting um, by introducing yourself to all of our listeners today? Certainly. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Sylvia Lopez. I'm a senior at Liberty High School and a second year engineering student at the Met Professional Academy. Perfect. And can you explain a little bit in your own experiences, A, what the Met Professional Academy is and what it's meant to you throughout your high school career? Certainly. So the Met Professional Academy is a profession-based learning environment uh, where I specifically study engineering. So I'm learning not only engineering content, but also professional skills like how to give a good presentation, email etiquette, um, resumes, cover letters, things like that. That's awesome. And I assume you're in the Met Professional Academy for Engineering because when you leave Peoria Unified at the end of the month, you have plans to pursue a career in engineering? I do, yes. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what kind of engineering are you interested in? Is it electrical, industrial? I'm actually interested in industrial engineering and specifically applying that to the education system. That's, do you mind explaining that a little bit more and what your career goals look like with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So essentially industrial engineering is the engineering of systems and ensuring efficiency is at its peak, waste is at a minimum. So just the idea of those systems is the focus of industrial engineering. And I'm looking to apply that in a more theoretical sense or um, something with, that's a little bit more, a little bit less tangible per se than uh, an assembly line. And I'd like to apply that more to the education system where we're interacting with lots of different people from lots of different places and just finding ways to maximize efficiency in that area. That's amazing. One of my good friends um, that I went to college with, actually, she's an industrial engineer and she works for the Postal Service doing something very similar where it's not necessarily what you traditionally envision when you think of engineering, but it is those engineering processes that help to make all of the systems in our world and culture more efficient and more practical as we move into this 21st century world. So that's really exciting that you have that passion for that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And your friend sounds very cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think she is too. Um, can you tell me outside of going to school at the Met Professional Academy, which you do for part of the day, what is your average school day like between going to school at Liberty and the Met Professional Academy? So basically, I start my day at the Met. So I'll drive all the way down to Peoria High School, old main building where I have my, or my engineering um, curriculum. And then I head on over to Liberty where this semester I'm actually TAing. I'm a teacher's assistant for um, geometry honors. And then I am in ceramics as a fine arts credit. So that is exciting. Um, when you look at Liberty High School and kind of your experience there as a student, are there any particular things that make Liberty stand out to you or that will kind of just follow you throughout 
your life and career post high school? I definitely think I got a lot of opportunities at Liberty that were that were pretty unique. Um, certainly the expanse, the wide array of choices I had as far as my classes. Uh, like I said, I'm taking ceramics now, which was something that I looked forward to taking for four years because um, it's mostly, typically it's a senior class um, because it's so, it's such a coveted, such mm-hmm. coveted credit. But um, uh, I've, I had the opportunity to take medical science and um, engineering at my home school as well. There were law classes, communication classes, just you name it. And we had a class in it. And I think that that was huge in helping me learn um, not only how to explore other things uh, other than engineering, but also the idea of mixing those different like classes, those different fields to combine to make a solution for a very niche or specific problem. So I think that was, yeah, that was a really cool experience. Well, and I I think too, one of the great things about having all of that choice and opportunity, it allows you to kind of figure out, is this something I want to keep studying it? Is this something I have a passion behind? Did you get your interest in engineering by taking some of those engineering courses at Liberty? I I did. I will say, so I, I was, I walked into high school thinking I was going to do medicine, which is why I took a medical science class. Um, but I, when I took engineering, I took it mostly to rule it out. I assumed I didn't want to do engineering. And I was like, well, I need to just check and make sure. And one thing that I learned from my engineering class at Liberty was that I was smart enough, which was something that I really struggled with. I wasn't sure if I could do it. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, you know, handle being a female in a male dominated world or, you know, all these different aspects that come with engineering. So being in that class kind of helped me gain a little bit of confidence and, and meet other people who were interested in that field and just hearing their perspective that, that definitely piqued my interest and it made it uh, definitely an option for me at least. Certainly. And I think too, cause I can think back at my time um, when I was in high school, I went to Kellis and I took the intro to engineering class there. And that also, it gave me that I can do this too. I can be in this class where it's um, not, where it's more male dominated and things like that. And I can be successful and it showed me a different way to apply my thinking. Um, I had always been like very good at math, good at science, but it wasn't until that, that I figured out, oh, I can apply this in other ways. Um, And I think that's one of those really unique things you get to do and kind of figure out while you're in high school is how can I apply all these things that I'm learning? 100%. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I know that you've kind of worked on a project at the Met Academy where you've gotten to apply some of this learning that you've done. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that project? Sure. So uh, this year uh, I'm competing in EPICS at ASU, which is Engineering Projects and Community Service. And um, just like it sounds, you're, you're trying to find a problem within your community that you can solve. So that was the sort of prompt I got for this project and looking out into education or into all these different fields that were possible that, you know, have problems that need solving. Um, I found my stakeholder. Her name is Nicole Jenis. She's a seventh grade science teacher at Wigong Creek Middle School. And she has expressed an issue she's had regarding sanitizing all of her supplies since COVID happened. And that has really taken away from her time to build a relationship with her students and provide her students with the education she knows that they deserve. 
Um, and so when my team and I heard about that, we were like, there's no way we're letting this fly. So we decided to design a cart that would transport all of her supplies as well as sanitize it so that she gets a little bit of that time back um, because 20 minutes out of a 50 minute class period is a huge amount. It's a huge chunk. 20 minutes itself doesn't sound like a lot, but um, I, I'm so proud of the work that my team has done to make this a reality. And we're working with business partners to get it fabricated and distribute it to a couple different schools. So we're really excited about this project. That is amazing. And it's certainly a great example of that learning that you've gotten throughout the last four years and being able to apply it and create real change and really impact your com community, um, which is, I mean, just phenomenal. Um, outside of that one project, is there anything else you can look back on for the last four years and you can say like, I'm really proud that I accomplished that, or this was a challenge I didn't think I'd be able to overcome, but I was able to. Oh, I mean, there are, there are so many times that I thought <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to do something and, and there were people there to help me through it and to encourage me. Um, so, so first of all, of all my challenges, I've, I'm just so grateful to the people around me, the people at my school, my family, all those people who helped me realize that I could do it. But uh, one specific instance that comes to mind was actually my um, AP World class. <laughs> it was such a, it, the class started off and their teacher said, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be really hard. It's a college level class and you're going to earn AP credit, but it's going to be really hard. And I was terrified. I did not think I was going to be able to make it through that class. I thought I was, there's no way I can't pass. And I thought about dropping it for a while. Um, but I had friends there who were saying, hey, look, maybe none of us will get through it. Maybe all of us will get through it, but we did it together. And that was, that kind of changed my mentality about grades and about what success really looks like, how you can define success in so many different ways. And I think one of the, that's one of the biggest things I'm proud of as of this year or this, um, these four years was learning that success comes in lots of different flavors. <laughs> There's not just one right way to measure success. And it's a, so much more about the journey and the people that you do it with, which seems cliche, but is also a hard lesson to learn at times. No, it, it you're a hundred percent right. That that's a very hard lesson to learn. And it's very humbling to hear you say that because there are, um, so many things that we face throughout our life and that you'll start to face throughout your young adult life that they do feel hard, but it's those people that are around you, um, that make it possible. I know a lot of my success. I still look back at my high school study groups or my teachers that I had who they taught me some of those hard lessons about being resilient and figuring out when to ask for help and some of those things that you don't learn in your generic curriculum, but you do learn inside and outside of the classroom. So it's so amazing that you can point to that and recognize that success does look different for every situation and it looks different for every person. Um, that's, I mean, that if that's what you're walking away with, that's quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was a whole paradigm shift as I, as you've described. So yeah. 
Definitely. Um, when you're kind of also looking back at high school um, in the last four years, I know you mentioned your friends that, you know, if pass fail, you know what, we'll get through it together. Are there any like of your favorite memories or moments from throughout high school that you'll just kind of cherish and hold on to throughout life? Once again, I mean, there's, there's so many little things. Um, one thing I think though, that I I will totally remember for the rest of my life. Um, so we were coming to an end to the semester, uh, in one of my classes and we said, you know what, like, we're going to take our final early. Like, so this was at the Met Professional Academy. So we decided we wanted to take our final early because we were all ready and it's project-based. So we did our presentations and then we had a day left and we decided, a friend of mine and I decided, you know what, it's time to settle which of us is the better presenter. So um, we came up with, we just had the one night, we drew up presentations. I did mine on how to make a latte and he did his on how to make pasta sauce. And we gave these presentations to our class and they voted and I just specifically remember identifying the camaraderie in that room and just how we could have this friendly competition that was so not friendly at all. We talked so much trash to each other and it, the, there was, we just divided the room and it was, it was a whole event, but it was, it was definitely that camaraderie and that uh, family that we grew in that room uh, where we were able to have these sort of lighthearted things and um, I, I did win, you know, but well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, I mean, I think a lot of that though, it speaks to kind of the experience that students have, um, throughout high school. And it, it is such a formative time in your life. Um, and it's such a special time where you can grow and figure out, okay, am I a really strong presenter? Am I much better at this end of the workflow or, and figure out what your passion is and what gets you excited about waking up every day and going to work and starting a career in college and all of those things. A lot of it, the groundwork is laid while you're in high school. And it, I mean, you mentioned earlier that some of these things sound cliche, but I mean, they do because they're true. And it's, I think a Mm -hmm. lot of that human experience that we all kind of high schools changed a lot in the last like five to 10 years since I was in it, but it, but it's also still really similar and the same because you have those same growth opportunities. Um, when you're looking at the future and I know we're coming up on graduation, which is such a time of transition. What are some of the things you're most excited about for this next chapter? Well, I, based on my experience in high school, I got a lot of, a lot of academic preparation, a lot of social preparation, you know, learning how to handle relationships, handle failure, uh, handle content. Um, So one thing right now that I'm very, I don't, I don't know how to describe this sort of excitement, but I'm, I'm excited at the fact that I feel ready. I feel prepared and I have no idea what I'm walking into, but I do know that I'll be able to get through it with my friends. I'll be able to handle any content that comes my way. I'll be able to put in the work to do it. Um, And that kind of comfort with uncertainty is something that I have dreamed of my whole life. You know, a worrywart like myself was very excited to 
arrive here sort of at the end of, of my four years and think, you know what, I am ready. So aside from, you know, being excited about my major and excited about uh, the clubs I want to join in college and the career I want to ultimately make for myself, I'm just excited that I feel ready. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. That, <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. And that, that totally resonates too. And it's, I also want to tell you that that's huge that you feel this sense of accomplishment and preparedness for the future. Um, it's, that's hard. That, that is a huge accomplishment um, to be able to say going into college, it's going to be a whole new experience. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm ready. And I know that I can overcome it. That's amazing. Um, when you're looking forward to college, where are you planning to study for the next four years? I know you're studying um, industrial engineering, but where are you planning to go next? Uh, I plan on attending ASU in the fall. That is very exciting. I have many of friends who went through their engineering school as well, either for aeronautical engineering, industrial, civil engineering. Um, that is very exciting. Do you have um, any plans for um, like, what would be your dream job once you've graduated from ASU? Oh, my dream job would be to um, consult for even just a, like Peoria Unified School District would be really cool just because it's my, my home. But um, just to be able to consult for a school or a district as an industrial engineer, I think that would be really cool. That would be very cool. And I can speak from experience. It is... It, it's always good to come home in a sense, um, being able to work in the same place that I grew up. It is, it's a special thing. Um, and it's amazing that you would consider coming back to work with us as well. Um, Sylvia, I just, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today and sharing your experiences, um, from throughout high school. Is there anything else you want to share? Just my, I would like to extend my gratitude to you as well. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a part of providing me with this experience over the past four years. Yeah. Well, again, Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us today on Trending Peoria. And we cannot wait to see what this next chapter looks like for you and beyond. Congratulations and have a great rest of your school year. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Trending Peoria. We'll be back in two weeks as we discuss where we're going as a school district and sit down with our superintendent, Dr. Jason Reynolds. Mm -hmm.